Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience, and sell anything all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Marty Sleva, hey. Sam Claiborne, hey. and Brian Altano. What's up? And we've got a great show for you this week. We are back from E3. Uh, it was so fun. It was It was always, it was very tiring. It was very long. It was a long week. Yeah, my voice is, I sound like Ving Rhames. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got sick afterwards. We're all going to have a little bit of Whitewash Ving Rhames. Great job. <laughs> Ving, uh, you lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the most noticeable thing they say when they see me, <laughs> Ving Rhames. <laughs> Band-aid on your neck. Uh, we had a great show, or we had a great time in uh, LA at E3 last week. So lots of cool games. So much to talk about, and I know that you, dear listeners and viewers, have lots of questions about E3, that which we are going to answer them here in just a few moments. But first, get lots of uh, release dates at E3. Mm-hmm. They call it the... Release date expo. I just wanted to point <laughs> out what something. The yeah. for? <laughs> I go down water slides butt first. Um, wow, what? Like facing away, f- facing the. What I like to do backwards. is when he said butt first. Oh. What I like to do is I'm sitting on the water slide and then mm-hmm. I flip over into my stomach and then go go down that way. That's pretty. That's like an advanced technique. It's great. Advanced water sliding. You, gotta, you, know, you might scrape your chest a little bit. It's How okay. often do you water slide that you have like a method? <laughs> I, I it water, has been a while. I think I've water slid once in the last what, 20 years. Do you ever go to like a hotel that just has a water slide? No. no. That's, Look that's at me, thing. dude. I, you can't put me in a water. I, I, they'll call the cops if I start going on water slides. You slide. go to Hawaii, the hotels have water slides. It's great. Okay. Anyway, we got a bunch of release dates at E3, and now we know what our fall gaming schedule looks like. Yeah. We're going to lay it all out here. Sam, even, he put together his own list. He went he went way above and beyond and, and put down <laughs> games that are coming in 2018. Was, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. My, my goal was just to cover fall 2017. Yeah, I mean, games. I wanted to compare 2017 to 2018, but honestly... We know a lot more about 2017 anyway. Yeah. Uh, so where do where do you think we should start in covering fall games? I went all through August, right. but I know August is like a gray area. It's like I think August. I think August is the fall to me. Yeah. So let's August. You want to start just do all of games, August, right? Yeah. Well, the leaves are turning. School is is getting to a start, and yep. the children are sad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fall to me. But that's okay, children, because on August second, Tacoma comes out. Nice. Yeah. You, know what, you know what? Kids, middle schoolers, fresh back to yeah. school, love spacewalking. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, uh, the uh, makers of Gone Home are taking the walking simulator into space. Yes. Is, it, is it a floating simulator now? No, you don't float. It's all it's all gravities. Well, there's yeah. a little bit of floating, but then you get the good yeah, gravities. Yeah, I've seen people walking. floating. It's all gravities? Well, you got a lot of gravities. <laughs> all the game. different types of gravities. <laughs> yeah, heavies, <laughs> lights. Uh, but yeah, this is Zero. exciting. This was one of the games where they said the, the Xbox console exclusive launch, and I asked Steve Gaynor what that means. He's like, it's just it'll eventually come to PS4. It's just okay. That day so is coming to PC. And pretty much every other exclusive Xbox <laughs> yeah. game for a time yeah. period. <laughs> Uh, on August 8th, two games. Hellblade, uh, the next one from the Heavenly Sword, what, Ninja Theory? Ninja Theory, yeah. And wow. Lawbreakers, Cliff Blazinski's Lawbreakers yeah. comes out that day. August 15th. That game has no gravity in it. Just Well, there's, there's, no, there's no, no gravity? You're no, right, no, no. there's gravity You bubbles. can manipulate gravity. I don't All games have some form of gravity. Or I don't else think anybody like, here really knows uh, a lot about gravity. Uh, Asteroids <laughs> does not have gravity. That's true. That's it has propulsion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> on August 15th, Three games. Agents of Mayhem, the next, uh, not Saints Row, but Saints Row. Yeah. Uh, Matterfall from Housemark. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Waiting for a long time yeah. on PS4. And Sonic Mania comes up. Sonic Mania is the retro. Yeah, the 2D one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marty, cool. Marty Siva's most anticipated game of all hey, time. Hey, Damon and I got to do the live show on that game, and that game looks really cool, actually. It does look really cool. Did you guys do the, the boss fight? We got to see the boss uh, fight. Yeah, we got to that, see I the, like that. Uh, looks fight. very intense. Yeah, yeah, looks very cool. August 22nd is Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Which looks very cool. That's yeah, great. super stoked oh, wow. for that. That's yeah. awesome. My top five games looking forward to for sure this year. Mm -hmm. How you you saw this game at E3, yeah. Marty? How big is this? Like a is it as big as Uncharted Four? No. So they said it's like bigger than Uncharted One, smaller than Uncharted Four. Oh, which weird. I think it's great because I think cool comparison. Yeah, I think Uncharted Four is a little bit longer in the tooth. Did they say ten hours? I think that do I remember been, reading that? It's been tossed around. Yeah, because I mean, I think that was like one of our main complaints about Uncharted Four. At least a couple of us here was that it was just a little long. Yeah. Um, so t I think mm -hmm. ten hours is a perfect sweet spot. Yeah, and the relationship between uh, Chloe and Aiden seems really cool. It's forty bucks, right? It's forty bucks, and it's taking it back to like a tropical temple. Yeah, it takes place yeah. all across India. Nice, India. Well, oh, that's good to know. All right. I don't know if that counts as tropical. Scoops. Yep, the, the most tropical place there was. <laughs> a lot of gravity there. <laughs> Incredible amounts of gravity. <laughs> Huge. Sports fans should look forward to August 25th when Madden 18 and F1 2017 come out on the Madden same 18. day. Big day. It's racing versus football. Those incredibly different things. <laughs> <laughs> Madden's got the story mode with Scott Porter that seems like Friday Night Lights, which apparently doesn't yeah. have football, which I'm really like, I want to play oh. a Madden story mode where you don't play football. Wait, what? Really? Like the Story mode, I think they said, is like an adventure game. Oh, yeah. Man. Then I'm, there's I'm like into that. They they say they described it as tell, <coughs> excuse me, telltale like yeah. adventure game. Wow. You'll have like choices. Of, uh, C Coach Brown will remember that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm totally into that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, now August 29th is a is a key date, scoop listeners for uh, for 2017. I want to keep keep this date in your mind, August 29th, because we get Absolver, mm -hmm. Coldcept Revolt, which. Me and three other people are yeah. looking forward to that. Everybody's Golf and Mario Plus Rabbids. Okay, so oh, Everybody's nice. Golf is the next Hot Shots golf game. Yeah. Right. Andrew was in the beta and adores it. And it's How like open world golf because he went to Japan to play it and they were like, oh. flew all the way here. Um, and it's like open world golf to where you actually walk in between the holes and you can yeah. go like fishing and you can just like, yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's like, like side quests. Of you can just get in a golf cart. Holes. Technically, so, all golf is open world then, yeah. right? It's very just weird. Walk that, into like, a lake, go for it. If you're playing that game and somebody comes in, you're like fishing and someone walks in and they're like, what are you playing? And you're like, everybody's, everybody's golf. golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I caught a large mouth bass. Like, all right. <laughs> No, there's like it's multiplayer game, so all these other people are yeah. there on the golf course with you, yeah. and you can just get in a golf cart and pick people up in your golf cart, and then you go, drive around and go treasure hunting. I think this is great. <laughs> and everybody's golf. You know what's insane? One of the things they learned in Japan is Hot Shots Golf and uh, Gran Turismo are the only two first party Sony franchises that have appeared on all four uh, home consoles. Uh, and oh, wow. And portables. And portables, yeah. That's crazy, right? That's nuts. Yeah. And that discounts Gran Turismo. No, it's Gran Turismo and well, no, but yeah, it's Gran Turismo hasn't hasn't gone portable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but golf has it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't not know. on Vita. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised by Mario Plus Rabbids. Me too. Yeah, yeah. that game plays totally fine. I was very skeptical. Marty was really skeptical. Did you get to try it out? I didn't get to try it out, but it's much more. 
complex than I thought it would be. I yeah, love- we had him on our live show and we did like a 25 minute deep dive in the game. And I think it's like what helped was that this game leaked so often was that we were sort of desensitized to the whole idea yeah. of it. The negativity I- came out ahead of it. Yeah. Well, uh, if Miyamoto had come out on the Ubisoft stage and this was our first <laughs> warning of this and they showed that art and Peach doing the, the rabbit selfie right. and she yeah. has fleas and rabies and other <laughs> rabbit diseases, we would all thrown up. But by then, <laughs> yeah, we were like, I was out of joke, so I had to give it a fair shake. By then, I was like, this sounds cool. And then I started hearing about some of the people working on the music and all the yeah, other, Grant it, it, yeah. which is awesome. Um, and the art, the, it's like probably the prettiest looking, like graphics wise, uh, of any of the Mario games we've seen yet. Like the texture work is phenomenal. Um, I'm not a fan of that big white Donkey Kong rabbit. Oh, I didn't like that man. At I all. thought that was pretty cool. It's so scary. What did you see that there's warp pipes that are white? And you go in them, and they have rabbit ears on the front and a rabbit tail on the back. So you're going through the butt. <laughs> what is There's it? A, uh, you got like this thing. whole you talk got butts about. on the mind today. Yeah, butts and the white pipes. You got to stop. You it. said butt first. <laughs> what are we going to cover next? There's also uh, that toilet duck with an S and M choker collar on. That's a real thing in that thing. Kinky. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you pass it in the, in the demo. I asked about it in the demo, and they were like, "We're not really ready to talk about Bowser's involvement yet." And I was like, "Ooh, scoops." <laughs> uh, so the, if there's a rabid Donkey Kong, is there a rabid Bowser? Apparently, yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't see rabid Bowser. Um, I when I did the demo in uh, at Ubisoft, uh, one of the developers was there giving it, and they're a team from uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think it's interesting. Uh, and they, they uh, he said he had worked for one, their local official Nintendo magazine, and his uh, whole life he had wanted to you know work on a Nintendo game, and their company like you know like like pitched this to Nintendo, yeah. and you know they worked together on it. And he was like so excited Dude, when, and yeah. talking to a developer instead of you know PR or anybody like yeah. that about the game that they're excited for like that sold me on it yeah and I thought like one of the sweetest good. moments of the show was when Miyamoto like totally called him out in the audience yeah. and he was like tearing up and then people made a shirt that said don't cry you be soft man yeah. and then he tweeted out a picture of him wearing the shirt of him crying yeah. that said don't cry and I took that tweet man. and put it on a shirt <laughs> that, no. it just it just shows to show you that like we criticize games but never the people that make them and no. these people that are making these games game are like way more so excited about the games they're making I was. I, I admit I was totally hating on that game before we actually saw it, and now it looks really cool. Also, it has 250 guns in it. No, it that's doesn't. not that's not fake. Yes, it has that's 250 true. guns. It's 250 more guns than Mario has ever had. Well, the, yeah. Miyamoto was like, he cannot jump in this game because jumping is my thing. That's my thing. <laughs> so what can you do? And they're like, guns. Guns. Everyone ever me. <laughs> uh, the last game of August is Life is Strange Before the Storm. Yep. So one. Saw a lot of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episodic one, yeah. Getting into September, September 5th, NAC 2. <gasps> Check out the IGN first on NAC 2 today on yeah, IGN.com. I'm excited. Make me too. We're gonna yeah. play, you want to do a call? Well, let's NAC play bud. that yeah, one. Yeah, let's be NAC bud. Let's do that. Did you play enough of NAC to know like what could make NAC a little bit more fun? Yeah, just more fun. <laughs> the first NAC was cool tech, but it wasn't fun. So if you just include fun mechanics. Okay, yeah. so you have to add more fun to You make just have it to add fun. fun. No, I, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Like, I like. There's parts of that game, like even the design and stuff is pretty cool. I like all the parts coming together and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't very fun. Yeah. September 6th is Destiny 2 for, I guess, PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Boom. Doesn't come to PC till later. Uh, September 12th is Pez 2018 for all of you soccer fans. September 14th is Divinity Original Sin 2. And I like the first game a lot. But this I, one's super fun. Uh, I played it on console. So this is probably the PC release. Yeah. And the console will be coming later. Yeah, I played it on console too. Although they just announced today that Pillars of Eternity is coming to console. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that's great. I like some old school isometric RPG action. September 15th is another key day. Dear listeners, that's the day that Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, and nice. Metroid Return of Samus. Yes. Yeah, that's great. When is this? September 15th. 15th. That's awesome. It's, I, you know what I love about that is like we didn't know there was a new Metroid game a week ago. Or a Dishonored. Or two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and now we know we're getting one, and we know yeah. exactly that we're getting it soon. That's yeah. I'm super excited for that game. Yeah, they and told I know you both got to check it out at E3, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's cool, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Metroid 2 is like... I. Really loved that game growing up. It doesn't. It hasn't aged well because you know oh, it's, it's slow and black and white. Yeah, and so, and there's no, it's, it's missing fun. a map, and um, but they they've added a ton of really cool stuff to it. It's apparently on NVC a couple years ago. We did like a Metroid res- retrospect, and at, at the end of the episode, I was like, what they should do is take Metroid Two and put it on 3DS with a map and a bunch of new features. Anyway, bye. And then they did. So <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. 
<laughs> uh, I yeah, that demo uh, was really funny. Um, I I don't. Did you play it behind the behind closed doors? No, they were on our live show though. They played it in front of me. Okay, which is I know, did like a half an hour. With slightly it. torturous, <laughs> and it was really cool to play. And it feels like a Metroid. Everybody should be excited for this game because it feels like a Castlevania Metroid style game. Okay, well, it's yeah. made it's, fast. It's it made has by all the stuff Mer- to explore. Mercury Steam, yeah. who has made a Castlevania game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, but the difference is is that uh, Sakamoto uh, Sakamoto San is working on this game. Uh, as the Metroid 2D producer, yeah. So it's like they made like a Castlevania game without like Iga really involved. You know, yeah. there wasn't really a lot of Castlevania Konami yeah. knowledge that, and they did an okay job. But with like Nintendo's involvement in this, I think it's going to be super good. Yeah. And like for me, like it doesn't seem like Metroid 2 at all. Like it's its own game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean Metroid, Metroid 2 is 2, such an old, simple game. But I feel the same way about Zero Mission too. Like, yeah, yeah there's some layout, but everything's changed. Totally. They changed every single aspect of it. Yeah, I think what people forget with Metroid 2 is that it's different than the other ones, right? Like the crux of that game is is being a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. It is hunting you down. Kill all the Metroids. Yeah, you have to hunt down like forty something Metroids, and they're everywhere, but you don't know where they are because everything's green uh-huh. and there's no map. Uh, so having that and pulling it into this and then adding boss fights and save st- save points and maps and power ups power ups mm-hmm. um that weird like dynamic camera that uh, is very one of the one of the better ideas taken from other m um it's really smart and i'm super excited for it yeah i'm totally i'm blanking does the original metroid have a map nope it wasn't yeah, until, it wasn't until I mean, Super it Metroid. did. It just had. I mean, it was in Nintendo Power. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was that in the official or, players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid Icarus has has maps for the mm-hmm. temples when you pause it. Uh, uh, only if you buy a piece of paper and a pencil, pencil. <laughs> in the game. I'm not making that up. You can oh, all- and a torch so you can see the piece of paper and pencil. And you need a credit card. And a credit card. Yeah, <laughs> you I don't need the make- credit card, but you can buy a credit card. You have no what idea a, how good you have it. What a goofy <laughs> game. Uh, speaking of Iga, he was on our show. Yeah, three. yeah, he had a whip he brought, and a hat. He brought a, a whip. <laughs> got our picture taken with him. Yeah. And he it was very. It seemed like he was very excited about the whip. He was gung ho. Yeah, it was really awesome to see Bloodstain on our show uh, yes. that early. The game's got a long way to go, and I think it's like historically we don't really see games at that point, especially in a situation like that. But with the fact that this was kickstarted, I think he kind of felt like he wanted to bring something out to the people who are looking forward to it. And every time we see this game, it gets better and better like it's it's coming more and more along it doesn't feel like i mean you look at like mighty number nine right that had the opposite effect where every time we saw it it got worse but bloodstain i'm like oh they're honing into the art style they're populating the world more the characters moving a little quicker it's awesome um yeah go check out that interview it was really fun all right september 19th is marvel versus capcom infinite which i don't know if people i don't know if fighting fans are really stoked about it i know there's all sorts of the art is like pretty messed up in that game. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like the the 2D fighter that stole the show this year was the Dragon Ball one. That yeah, the, that looks uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It just I looks like the show. That, that, that game doing. is so cool looking. It's stupidly yeah. oh gorgeous. Like, I think it legitimately big, looks like the cartoon. The big question with MVC is finding out what's happening with the uh, X-Men license. Because Dude, it's, it's just not there, right? Classic characters. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's there's hints that they're going to appear in some capacity. Yeah. I have a feeling that they'll, they'll be like a spin-off mode type thing. Um, because I don't know if just having them interact with everybody else is is legal. The same, you're seeing the same stuff with the movies now. It's a it's a minefield and it's a mess. It's why Venom's getting his own movie, but Spider Man can't be in it. But it's Carnage so can. weird. Capcom <laughs> like, and, was and famous Fantastic for Street Four. Fighter and a really great X Men game, like, yeah. really early yeah. on. Yeah. And then they made their X Men Children of the Atom uh, well, Fighter, and it's like all that stuff was so. In cool. that mode, every round begins with "That's not canon." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolverine, and Wolverine comes out and fights Spider Man. That's not canon. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm okay with that. You know, like I want to see Arthur from Super Ghouls and Ghosts and Mega Man fight yeah. Logan. Mega Man, yeah. that's arm cannon. That's arm cam. All right. <laughs> Settle down, everybody. That same day is NBA 2K18. Uh, September 22nd is Project Cars 2. They made a second one. They made a sequel. Uh, September 26th is that gosh darn Rampa V3. <laughs> Dang on Rampa. <laughs> Andrew loved it. She does. To the shock of no one. Yeah. Loved it. Yep. Big fan. Oh, yeah. Those games are apparently good. I haven't yep. played them. Uh, September 28th is Totally War, Warhammer 2. Totally War. Totally War. Total war. <laughs> totally. totally War. And September 29th is Cuphead, finally. <gasps> oh, my God. It's pronounced Cuphead. And FIFA 18 is that same day, which also has a story mode. Yeah. And the Madden guys did not appreciate me asking them if uh, they got the idea to add the story mode ah. to Madden because of FIFA, because they said they've been working on it for four years. Okay. So, oh. All right. 
All right. That's before wow. soccer was invented. Yeah, They've been working like on the story mode for four years. Like yeah, Uncharted believe... 4 didn't even have a four-year episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, getting into October. October 3rd is Battle Chasers Night War, something I'm not familiar with, but apparently it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a classic-style RPG. Yeah. In it's, the... it's art by Joe Mad, the comic book artist who did Darksiders as well. And, but in the gameplay, it's more like uh, like 16-bit RPGs, mm-hmm. I think, like Chrono yeah. Trigger, Secret mm-hmm. of Mana, that sort of stuff. Uh, Forza 7 is also that same day, October 3rd. Lots of races. October 6th is Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions. That's the full title of the Rolls game, right off the tongue. I think. Well, so these are the game. 3DS it's remakes remake. of the yeah. GBA games, yeah. of two GBA games. But they added... Bowser's Minions. Is that another game, or is that no? I game? think it's part of the title. Wait, is that actually? But did they come? just combine two games? Like no, because Mother the first one is Superstar Saga, yeah. and the second one is something else. And then there's Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah. Wait, is Bowser's Minions actually with Minions? Because they put the rabbits in that Sorry. other game. We're gonna have to research this one. <laughs> I missed this because it was during a Treehouse announcement uh, while I was doing an interview, and I just haven't caught up. So scoop. October 10th is Shadow of War. Looks very cool. Oh man, so yeah, pretty, stoked for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was sort of heck yeah. I was sort of whatever about it because uh, some of the stuff we saw early on wasn't too too crazy for me. Uh, but also, then you're not that crazy about Lord of the Rings. I'm not crazy about Lord of the Rings, but which is kind of why I love the last game because it's really I could skip the Gollum cutscenes or whatever and just, <laughs> and just throw bees at orcs. Um, but this game, like we saw this like 20 minute demo of uh, them taking over a fortress, and it's just madness. Like there's dragons and like rancors and bees and fart bags and all this other fun stuff. Sounds now. like you'd be more of a Hobbit movie fan. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch any of those. So thanks. <laughs> Don't watch the Hobbit. Those yeah, definitely good. are gonna turn you off to Lord of the Rings. Also, <laughs> rancors, incredible. I didn't realize they made it. Their way to that. They're they're rancorish, <laughs> and the the dragons are called drakes. I don't know what you guys are doing over there in that Lord of the Rings garbage. But it's <laughs> trust me, play. none of that's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, there is a what is the deal with the dragon in that? Did they explain that at any time? They, it's cool, so they put them in they the just game. Thought it'd be cool. They're dragons, dragons, really. dragons, yeah, dragons the, cool. Yeah, dragons cool. Can't just ride dragons in that universe. That's silly. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> silly. That's not canon. <laughs> Uh, October the October thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth is the Evil Within two. Uh, I know I did not play the first game. The trailer that they showed at uh, Bethesda's conference did nothing to. Yeah, that just was looked that like was hundred percent con- cinematic. This was a confusing mess. To so me. I don't know what the game is. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be a third person. What if it's a Metroidvania? I really don't think it is. <laughs> that the trailer was. I played the first game. That trailer was incomprehensible to me. Right, yeah, but I'm right. excited because yeah, I, I, like I love the first game. We love yeah. Shinji Mikami, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, I like survival horror, so yeah. I'll, yeah. you guys tell me if it's good when we'll it comes do. out. Uh, that same day, Nintendo's long-running horror series, Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> Comes out. And that's the Dynasty Warriors, the yeah. Musou one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I played that, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's I not not for me. Yeah, not those games. Me. I don't know who they're for. I mean, you really do so little in them. You just kind of swat a sword, and then you have a bigger and bigger attack. Yeah, I, I, I gave I, don't, the, I, don't I gave it. the Zelda one a try, being like at the bare minimum. I love this license, and I love the stuff that I'll unlock here. And I just couldn't get. I just couldn't get into that gameplay. It's I get it. Um, it's just it's a little too mindless for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, October 17th is South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally. Yeah, the game looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, re- pff, responsible for one of the most insane live shows yeah. I think we've ever done during E3. I watched you do um, that one Oh, live. yeah. There's, I did not know there was a there was a, a graphic. Game. Yeah, there's a there's a, a little boy grinding on an adult man's uh, jock yep. area. <laughs> <laughs> a mini game that you control. And if you do it right without farting on his lap... <laughs> Uh, you can roofie his friends with drinks. Mm-hmm. There's and, also and some bodily, bodily fluid, bodily fluid humor in that. that. This was, was like yeah. that kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's they're getting away the with 10 a lot. A.m. Yeah, yeah, they're really getting away with a lot. So um, import that game if you live in a country that censors things. Import that game because <laughs> you're not going to get the version we're getting. <laughs> and October 24th is the day Destiny 2 comes to PC, and that version looks gorgeous. Yeah. Very, very pretty. And that brings us to October 27th, which is the, probably the most important day of the year mm-hmm. Oh boy, mm-hmm. for us. That is the day Assassin's Creed Origins Ooh. and Wolfenstein 2 and Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, man. I'll come out. Uh, why? If, on the same so day. if one of these games doesn't get delayed, this is probably the best day for games in five, Long six time. years. Because I, I remember there was remember. that Portal Combat day where Portal yeah. 2 and uh, the yeah. good Mortal Kombat reboot came out. Right. Guys, I think Wolfenstein's going to get buried. It was also People Fallout. Are, yeah, uh, yeah uh, but it could also have Fallout legs. Like, day. Yeah. Like, so as we'll, we'll get to this in just a moment, but currently there are no games scheduled for December. So maybe we can play Wolfenstein 2 in December. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm excited for all three of those games. Yeah. Mario Odyssey was my game of the show. Yep. Unbelievably excited for that. And I think Assassin's Creed Origins looks really cool. 
I, yeah. I yes. like I, I like the, the good Assassin's yeah. Creed games. So yeah, and the this Black is one of those. Game sort of has a sense of fun to them. Yeah. To, to me, um, the Mario Odyssey is is the clear winner here. The other two can take a kind of distant second. I'll get to them eventually. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I, I think sales wise, AC will probably outsell either the other two just based on the yeah. fact that it's on three platforms. Yeah, no, yeah. of yeah. course, of course. I mean, the thing is, like, we got we've got we got twenty Assassin's Creed games. Um, they took a year off. We we. Just, this is our second Wolfenstein game in, in three years. Um, we haven't had a 3D open world Mario game in 15 years. Like, this is special. Yeah. I'm jumping yeah. on this one. At least. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Bing Rain. That's 27. That's, that's, that's Miyamoto's deal. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting into November, November 3rd is Call of Duty World War II. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but they're going back to. No, I'm not even going to say it. Uh, November 7th is the Xbox One X. Butts on the ground. Is that what you're yep, going to say? Butts on the ground. <laughs> no, that's also Mario's thing, actually. Uh, November 7th is Xbox One X and right. Crackdown 3. And are you guys buying that on day one? No. No? no I, don't, I don't plan on buying an Xbox One X. I At all? I mean... Yeah, I, I my my thing was if I don't they, have a 4K t- television yet. I do, and if they if they can highly incentivize some sort of trading program with the Xbox One, um, I think that'll help lessen the blow a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, right now, the launch lineup isn't really jumping at me as something that I absolutely need. It's like, and also, uh, you know, both Horizon Zero Dawn and Zelda Breath of the Wild are look absolutely gorgeous on my TV for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, I. Never once playing those games was I just I really just I wish this looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I wish I could pay five hundred dollars for these games to look yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, I mean I I played I played Horizon in in uh, you know on a PS4 Pro on a on a 4K HDR television and I wasn't like ah not good enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, where's my checkerboards? Yeah, yeah, where's my checkerboards? I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm also not the biggest Forza guy, but I I bought an Xbox One on day one and I'm re- I I hope this thing succeeds. I want to see I want to see more 4K content. For everybody, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great sort of bar to raise across the entire industry. Yeah, I'm not. But, yeah, I'm not getting it. I don't have a 4K TV, but uh, I think the actual design of the box is incredible. oh yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a good looking. The fact that it's sure. smaller yeah, than so, yeah, it's that, the One S. There's yeah. no connect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they wouldn't uh, quantify exactly how much smaller it is. So it's yeah. like a millimeter yeah, smaller yeah. or something, but still impressive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah there, it's. I'm very interested to see who buys this specifically because we uh, we don't know official sales numbers on the Xbox One. And we do know on the PlayStation 4. We also know from Sony that one out of five PlayStations sold since last November when the PS4 Pro launched has been a Pro model, right? So that's mm-hmm. one in five. Now, say the Xbox One sold, what, 30 million? That's kind of being generous, right? Maybe. Like, I think the uh, PS4... Yeah, I think PS4 is just 60. 60. That'd be a, a little bit less, around half of what yeah, yeah. PS4 sold. So let's say it sold 30 million, um, and one in three of those people went and bought a xbox one x which still i haven't figured out how to say exactly (laughs) Uh, then that means that system can sell or can maybe go on to sell 10 million really math this up no why (laughs) i'm thinking i'm just trying to think like what how many units can this thing actually move worldwide yeah and like if if the same proportion of the the audience buys it as as which uh, sony's audience is buying the pro that would be one in five yeah Yeah. so that's i mean that's that if if my guess was one in three which is significantly higher than one in five um yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's like it's it's unless they reach an entire new audience of like PC gamers who haven't jumped in on consoles because you can't make a PC this powerful for five hundred bucks. People sure. are trying right now, and it's impossible. That's cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. You know, it just occurred to me. I might actually pick this up because I, I keep forgetting that Xbox One keeps displaying in like nine hundred p and seven twenty p. Um, you know, games aren't 1080p for it where they are for the PlayStation. Right. So though I wouldn't update, upgrade to the Pro, even with my current television, I'd at least get 1080 out of and 1080 out of some games now. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually that is actually tempting for me because in this office, in my life, it is much easier to get uh, our library access to Xbox games than it is mm-hmm. to PlayStation games. We got a lot. So of I always play Xbox games. Yeah. So like maybe getting them up to 1080p is worth 500 bucks. We got a lot of questions on beyond from people when the PS4 Pro launched, which was like, I don't have a 4K TV, but I have a 1080p. T- yeah. Is it still worth getting? And I was like, well, yeah, with storage space and with and there's those graphical yeah there's uh, upgrades yeah you can you can which aren't 4K they're yep. the other ones yep. Um, so Maybe I don't you will get it. I mean, a new console is launching this year. That's well, two that actually. Yeah. That's very fascinating. Yeah. I want to get rid. Of, I want to get that, get that <clears throat> connect out. Oh yeah, yeah. Out I ripped of my that house. thing. I ripped that thing out years it's ago. It's just like bundled up in a drawer. Like if I can, yeah. Maybe that's worth getting. Eat it to neighborhood dogs. Yeah, I would just put it in the garbage. Honestly, <laughs> I found an Xbox 360 on the street. 
near my house with controllers and its hard drive and everything. Weird. And I was like, I remember like coveting that system. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And like being like, I'll never be able to afford it. And then like finally getting one used and playing like really stupid early games on yeah. Perfect Dark. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah. yeah. Perfect Dark Zero. And I can't. Now you just find them on the street. Yeah. With like perfectly good controllers. Yeah. Uh, people seem a little under underwhelmed with Crackdown Three. At, uh, so uh, everything I didn't get to play it, but everyone who played it said, "Yeah, visually it was underwhelming, but it played incredibly." That's awesome. People seem to just be that's stoked good. to run around that giant. It didn't show world. well in the conference, and yeah, that's all I saw of it at E3. Yeah, the footage looks really good. Yeah, I think well, the, the big takeaway was like, "Where is the destructible environment?" <laughs> yeah, like, we were you know, promised. Yeah, yeah. and apparently Destin's playground of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> Are they there? They they just didn't focus on that. They the said trailer, it's only or? in multiplayer. Weird, which is weird because it almost seems the opposite. Yeah. But, like, how would they maintain continuity? I the guess, cloud, right? Sam, the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in the single-player game, if you could go around and destroy all the buildings, then that would present, like, a problem. I think I asked them a very dumb question. I was like, if there's an orb on top of a skyscraper and you knock down a skyscraper, does the orb fall in your hands? And they're just like, well, how did you get this job? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? Uh, you throw a hat at the orb. It's like chopping down a tr banana tree. <laughs> <laughs> on November 10th, Need for Speed Payback mm -hmm. is out. And that game actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, that game fun. looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm so into that game. Uh, and also that same day, Nino Kuni 2. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for that one. They took out the Pokemon-like aspect of it. Did they? Yeah. I haven't really been following it. You don't collect little demons anymore. You just do <laughs> JRPG fights. <laughs> I don't know. Pokemon is little out demons. of all the things you'd change in that, I don't know why you would change that. That was like the what set it apart. Yeah. What made it unique. Besides the graphical style, which is still awesome. Yeah. November 14th is Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. And finally, the last big uh, release day of the year so far is November 17th with Battlefront 2 and Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. Mm -hmm. Huge cool. yeah. yeah, some people think uh, there's a couple games that didn't get like a 2017 or a 2018 release date. So some people think like Days Gone didn't have a year after it. Yeah. So I think it might currently be like, maybe we can get this out in 2017, but we don't want to That game felt that. way mm -hmm. out to me. Did it? Yeah. Well, you saw the same demo. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, People also were underwhelmed with that, it seems like, with Days Gone. Yeah, I think in comparison to stuff like God of War and Detroit and uh, Spider-Man especially. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in Days Gone. I just I don't too. know where... Like, it's it's a weird... It's, it's just a weird one because it's got elements of a lot of other first-party Sony yeah. games. But, yep. um, yeah, to me, it's all about the story, right? Like, mm -hmm. if, if there's an interesting story, if there's cool side characters... Like, when I think about The Last of Us, I know the combat in that game was awesome and the pacing was awesome, but it was the characters that stuck with me mm -hmm. the most. Totally. Um, yeah. And then I think there's two things that are 2017 but without dates, and it's the Horizon DLC. The, nice. The Frozen... Oh, didn't they say yeah, it was the, like... With the I think they said 2017. Mm. Uh, and then GT Sport. Yeah. Wait, wait. Did, did they didn't announce a release date for that? I know it's 2017. I don't know if they gave an exact date. Maybe yeah, we're I'm, announcing that. We, we said that. Battlefront 2. I'm crazy excited for that yeah. game. Yeah, Dude, the feed stuff looks so good. The multiplayer stuff. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, like, cool I... Like I love a lot of the stuff in the prequels. I don't think they're good movies, but I think that like the, there's a ton it's of like great cool, ideas like in them. The droid design is yeah, cool. yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and I have nostalgia for like being excited for those movies. Me too. And knowing everything about them at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, there's just so many characters they can they can like reach for in in, in these modes, and I, I can't wait to see what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm mostly excited about that single player mode. Yep, so yep. I was a little disappointed that they didn't show us anything of that Just the BCD at EA's conference. Yeah. The yeah. footage, yeah. Hey, you guys saw that though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked fun. Uh, yeah, I saw it too. Uh, there's a really neat, uh, you see a glimpse of this, and there's probably more about it out now, but like the Emperor has like some kind of recording on that like robot. Yeah, the surrogate like, like phantom red. robot that has his hologram face. But then then the Emperor's recording, like in the cutscene we saw, turns off and it like is like an aggressive robot. droid yeah. robot. Yeah. It's really Pretty cool. cool. Like you're not authorized to see that. Or yeah, something like that. it's really funny. And then right. like it feels like Battlefront. Like you know, you go through corridors and you shoot stuff, and you have to shoot three different things in the corridor. Like it's not, it's not Uncharted. Oh, okay, oh. the, the cutscenes could make up a lot for a lot for that. I see. Interesting. All right, that is a look at your uh, 2017 fall 2017 gaming agenda. Lots of good stuff. Busy man. Stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Excited. Let's check in with the listeners. Listeners. Hey, hey listeners. listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Louis Nick from Montreal did. Or maybe it's Louis Nick. Maybe a, oh, a little French Canadian. Maybe. He says, 
With the E3 dust slowly settling, I was curious to hear your perspective on those companies who decided to deliver their showcase presentation early before E3. Do you believe that Microsoft, EA, and Bethesda got any advantage from going first during the weekend, or were they ultimately submerged by the E3 noise, which really picked up Monday morning? So EA went I hate first. to say it, but I think it helped EA. I was going to say, EA, yeah. EA went uh, earliest of all. I'm saying Saturday. I hate to say it because like, it was hard for us to cover Three days of conferences this year. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot for us. But I do think EA got a nice bump. Battlefront 2, it was already a highly anticipated game, but it got a whole extra day all to itself Mm -hmm. to sort of build momentum. And that was what? If it wasn't the most popular game on IGN, it was one of the top three. It was number one. The number one most popular game. Which became uh, became like our third most popular game on IGN. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, the new Bioware game. And just having that little peek at it, even though we saw more of it later, was like yeah. a big deal to have a, yeah. a lead on. I think it helped them. And Bethesda, the same thing. Uh, like that night after their conference, everyone was talking about Wolfenstein and Evil Within, and that had like a solid fifteen hours until Ubisoft's conference. So mm-hmm. it sort of gave everything time to breathe. Yeah, it was it was really interesting this year. I remember a couple of years ago. You remember the like the the. Uh, the, the handshake with Adam Boy's scene at the, yeah. at the at the end of Sony's conference felt like a direct shot at the Microsoft conference. We had a scene a few hours before. It was very WWF, right? But this this year felt like Sony didn't even acknowledge anything that Microsoft was doing. Microsoft's like, we got this $500 console. It does like true 4K, this, this, and this. I thought Sony would be like, oh, now's our chance to price drop the Pro, price drop our entire suite of everything, mm-hmm. price drop PSVR, really double down on that and give consumers a good value. And they were like, now we're fine. We're just going to do our, our theater show and then go mm-hmm. to bed. <laughs> like, go to bed. Yeah. Do do we think Microsoft uh, gained anything by going a day earlier? I think they got a lot. I think there was a lot more focus on them, which was good for them because they needed it, right? They needed. I mean, the thing is, you have to keep in mind with these press conferences, they are worked on for like three to six months. They are rehearsed. Like I've talked to people yeah. work, who work directly on these things on, on all sides. Yeah, we've heard six months. And it's yeah, and it's like they are practicing. They're they're going like I heard from people who are like I've I, I've seen it. I've seen the show four times now. It's a really mm. good one. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So it's it's really fascinating to see it actually come together, and that's why it's so devastating when there's like a hiccup in one of them or a technical flub like Sony had in the first <clears throat> few minutes of theirs. Um, but I think it was good for them to keep it uh, to be like this is our afternoon, and then I believe what we got um, Bethesda that evening, yeah. right? Yeah, it was late, late that evening. Yeah. It was Nine late that evening, yeah. which already felt like a different day. But yeah, yeah Bethesda, it's the same day uh, as last year, just going a little bit later. But there, I thought their uh, showing was pretty light this year. Yeah. yeah. Probably didn't need a whole. I mean, they didn't even do any like sort of live gameplay demos yeah. or anything. It was, it was just hard to watch video. for anybody that wasn't in the Pacific time zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it was a weird start at midnight on the East Coast. Yeah. I, I wonder if you know they just have a lighter uh, lineup this year, but they're you know this is the third time they've had their press conference. They don't want to like stop doing yeah. it and take yeah. a year yeah. off, so they just like there's sure. the something. It felt shorter too, right? It was like a half hour. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely shorter. Which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Microsoft was what 90 minutes. Uh, and <clears> they 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 told everyone going in like this is going to be a longer show. So yeah. do we get a do we get a date on Skyrim Switch? No, I don't think so. No. You know, Link is in it. Well, not yeah. Link in it, but his costume. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, I love that reveal. Yeah, I, I mean, I do kind of miss that Tuesday, right, where we had Microsoft and Sony historically. Oh. It was like, I feel like just the energy from just people watching, consumers, from the press covering it, from everybody, uh, was very high historically on that day. And now it's just sort of been spread yeah, out. Yeah, it's spread out. Yeah. I, I don't like it being spread out <laughs> over uh, so many days. I, I liked it when it was like from a coverage perspective, Microsoft and EA and Ubisoft and Sony the all the same yeah. day. Yeah. Dude, that was the awesome. So yeah, fun. I miss yeah. that. I honestly miss that. That was like, it was, it's our longest day of the year, but it's the most high energy and you're fueled by just the passion of what you're seeing. And was Nintendo ever on the same day? I want to no, say they, no. I think they yeah. were traditionally They're usually yeah, Tuesday morning. morning. Yeah, like yeah, first morning. thing Tuesday yeah, morning. So I, to, to correct what I just said, yeah, Monday was the day yeah. where they used to jam, jam yep, everybody yep, in yep, there. Yeah. But. Uh, this is Jonathan from Virginia. He said, I enjoyed watching Sony's press conference at this year's E3, but I felt what me, many media commentators expressed, that it featured a number of great games but lacked a truly exciting reveal. Monster Hunter can have a niche audience. Shadow of the Colossus looks amazing, but is also a PS2 game that many people have already played. Given that last year, Sony chose to save its big reveals uh, from Uncharted and Last of Us for PlayStation Experience, do you think they kept their biggest reveals this year for PSX to keep more focus on promoting their own brand? Is PSX becoming more of a, an important and, show for Sony? And Gamescom. Yeah. And, well, 
Sony wasn't. At Sony didn't have like a conference at Gamescom yeah, last they, year. Mm-hmm. Not last year, but they they have in the they past. Have, yeah, I yeah. feel like now with PSX, they're gonna Sony's sort of gonna skip Gamescom and focus solely on yeah. PSX. Which yeah, you said last year Naughty Dog had not one but two reveals. Yep. Um, and I think this year was mostly about those teases that we got last year of God of War, of Spider Man, not of Death Stranding, but of Days Gone. Sort of going a little bit deeper into those games and showing us you know what. What's Did we see less of God of War gameplay this year yes. than we saw last well, year? Yeah, this it, was, it was about a 12-minute chunk last year, whereas this was a five-minute montage. That's yeah. so wacky, I mean, but I liked what I saw. I yeah. Just, oh, yeah. I well, thought it would be way farther along. but you A know, lot of the stuff we saw last year, too, was sort of set the tone. It showed us the world. It showed yeah. us the character interaction. This, we got straight up like... You know, we we saw a boss fight last year. Yeah. This year, we, we got like this is what your day to day combat's going to look like, yeah. or one yeah. day since it all takes yeah. place in, in one, one in one shot. Yeah. Um. But they were like, here's what it's going to be like to fight like the average, you know, yeah. enemies on the ground. And here's a variety of different locales you'll be going Which, to. Like from a gameplay perspective, was actually a lot more revealing than last year's was because it showed us this is not QTE based. This is like you can still use those like short and long attacks and quick and, and magic. For, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into it, man. Yeah. Uh, this is Rodney from Toronto. He says, now that E3 is over, there are three things I'm super curious about based on what we have and haven't seen. Number one, EA opened talking a lot about Battlefield 1, and with Battlefront taking up a lot of resources at DICE at the moment, do you think we will continue to see a Battlefield game every two years now? Yeah, they're not going to... Yeah, we yeah, expect front field, front yeah. field, front field. I think yeah, that's I what we expect. Field. I believe they actually... I didn't. They, I, I think they confirmed that a couple months ago, right? Yeah. They, they I wouldn't said be surprised because we'll get the DLC, the something of the czar this year. Yeah. yeah. And then I bet next year we'll get whatever the proper follow-up is. Which I really dig, like, as opposed to getting, you know, like, we get a Call of Duty every single year. It's from a different team, from, from the three teams yeah. that alternate. But um, I love... It also, selfishly, it means that I get a new Star Wars game every two years, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, three words that uh, EA did not mention once during its uh, press conference was Titanfall, Mass Effect. Yeah. Didn't mention yeah. either of those things. Uh, and they did say with Titanfall that you know they had plans. They said, I believe, earlier in the year that they had they had long plans for that franchise. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's too bad. But Titanfall yeah, 2 is really good. Titanfall 2 is really good. It almost seems like it was sent to die last year. Um, Too bad. It was. And then yeah. there's another yeah. Star Wars game, which I can't wait to hear more about. The Visceral one? one? Yeah. The Visceral one. Yeah. I feel like that uh, might, which, that'll probably yeah. be a big deal next year. Some, so we could have Star Wars games every year, too. They just, you know, yeah. Even with all the games. That game is one. taking a long Respawn. time. Yeah. What's Respawn's one? Like, uh, I mean, we, we don't know. know. We know it's the creative director of God of War 3, and so we okay. assume it's a third person action game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So God of War 3 is at Vis- and then Visceral are the two things we know. <laughs> Rodney from Toronto's second question is, do you cops think Assassin's Creed will also be every two years now as well, allowing Ubisoft to do more cool stuff in the interim years like For Honor? I hope so. Yeah, is, is, so Assassin's Creed Origins coming out this fall. If it's a big hit, are they back to annualizing that franchise? Uh, I think next year we get Watch Dogs 3. I feel like those are going to be the two that flop. Flip-flop. Oh, <laughs> that flop. Sorry, no, I was flop. like, oh, Flip-flop. wow. Flip-flop. Sorry. You're selling him off the top. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Uh, I, I'm, I'm for every franchise taking at least a year off. I, I can't think of a single franchise outside of sports that really benefit, and I don't even know if, if, that, if that needs to happen, but uh, that really, truly benefit from being annualized. <laughs> I don't think that... I mean, with Call of Duty, it's like you have... Like I said, you have different teams working on it, so you can shake it up a little bit, but it's so... There's like... It's so hard to learn from... The game in the, the the year before when you're constantly playing catch up, like if the the Call of Duty team can't be like, hey, WW2 did this 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 well, because the guys working on the next year game already have that engine down, they already have that infrastructure down, yeah, they're already significantly you know in in on that game, yeah. So yeah, I'd love to see Assassin's Creed take take a few years off. Mm-hmm. I look would at, look like at GTA yeah. Castlevania to go back to a yearly schedule. Well, that's a different story, <laughs> yeah. But even though they run out of steam by the end, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I think Ecclesia is so good. No, Ecclesia. Well, that's with the, like the anime art. Yeah, <laughs> I like anime. Where you play as the the lady yeah. vampire hunter. Yeah, I was I was cool. Same with, with that. Portrait of Ruin, your lady in that one too. And I think those games are both really good. Uh, I don't even remember Portrait of Ruin. <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard go, to keep. You go into paintings. Uh, Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> And, and finally, Destiny 2. I know Destiny came out in September of 2014, but I feel surprised that Destiny 2 is already coming out. When do you think they started developing that game? It seems like such a massive amount of work to do in three years or less. I'm worried it will suck. Thoughts? I think I think three, three years. years is a good amount of time for a big AAA. Yeah, I feel like it was team. probably a small team at the start with three years ago, but I imagine the last year or two, almost all the resources have gone on to this. Yeah, well. yeah exactly. Plus, uh, you know, I... 
they're still they're very uh, expensive and take a lot of work to make. But sequels, I think, are easier in just in terms of the world building is done. Yep. Yeah, the uh, core framework of the game. Yeah, of an engine. All your mechanics are there. Yeah. You can you can reuse some assets. Yeah. The whole games as a service moniker thing was like the thing we heard the most at E3 this year. Was yep. every single franchise wants to be it, um, yep. and Destiny has it down already. And I think with that, the expectation is they can ship a sequel that's not light on content, but not like the most robust thing in the world because people will know that every couple of weeks or months they'll get more and more and more. That'll grow out. Yep. So I think that when you buy into Destiny 2 on day one, it even if it doesn't have 100 hours of gameplay, you know it will by the end of the yeah. year, right? Ubisoft's done a really good job of that with yeah. Rainbow Six, The Division, and For Honor, and Wildlands. Yeah, exactly. and Bungie used to deliver Halo games every three years. It wasn't They didn't start that way. But it got that way right. with Halo Three and Reach and Four. ODST. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not or sorry, uh, ODST. Uh, ODST. That's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah. Not Four. I know that's a different team. Um, but you, and like I'm not trying to say this to like say anything bad about Destiny, but it doesn't have like a big single player campaign with big CG cutscenes and uh, this big story and everything. Like it's just the multiplayer side of things. Yeah, like right. that's three years of development. Yeah, it seems like they might try to be doubling down with that on the sequel. Like we've seen more sort of CG cutscenes and character moments Absolutely. in Destiny 2's couple reveals and we have seemingly but they're, Destiny 1. I yeah. haven't heard them call out to me as a single player sure. shooter person and say like, you should come in and play this now. So, totally. Which is fine. Yeah, that's not what that game's about. Brian, you're totally right about games of service. That's one of the major trends of this E3 and in, in, in the industry as a whole now. Everybody wants a piece of the games of service. That's what EA hopes Anthem will be. Uh, of course, Microsoft had Anthem at its conference and also stuff like Player Unknown Battlegrounds yeah. can be used as a game of service. Yeah. Ubisoft has stuff, uh, what, like, uh, of course, For Honor, uh, Rainbow Six, yep. Seas, yeah, Division, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, and probably Skull and Bones. Probably Imagine Skull and Bones, yeah, yeah, that totally fits in there. I mean, the uh, interesting Splatoon. thing is, like, you look at a lot of these games. Yeah, I was going to say Splatoon and Arms are two games that uh, shipped kind of light on content and were dinged a little bit by some reviewers to an extent, but ultimately, sell, you know, sell well and will continue to and will continue to grow. But then you look at like Street Fighter Five, yeah. and it was just too thin at launch, and there was a pretty big backlash against it. Yeah, sure. uh, so I think it's about finding that sweet spot of how much is going to be there on day one and how much is coming within the next few weeks, and can they maintain momentum with that with that player base? It's yeah. tough. Yeah, it's tough. Did you guys see that after E three, GameStop's stock tanked? No. Oh my. Because so many of the big games at E3 are games of service. Right. And if people buy one game, take it home and just play that one game forever, they're not going back to GameStop to buy more games. Yeah. So yeah, investors are a little bit worried about I, I saw they struck a deal with problem. Amazon right before uh right before E3 that was basically like, "We'll give you Amazon credit." If you trade in your games here, and it was At like, no, GameStop. you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you go to Amazon, people will learn that like you can just buy games there. They'll deliver them to you with Prime shipping on day one. I think they have yeah. like trade-ins there too. Like it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see where that company is in a couple of years. Amazon will buy it. You think uh, so? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Now this is Peter from Denmark, and he has a controversial question. He wants to know: Is Ubisoft bad for the game industry? No. That's it. I mean, that's his main no. question. He says, so E3 is over. Thank you, IGN, for a great week. You guys did an excellent Welcome. job. Welcome. Ubisoft revealed some brand new games and the sequel to some familiar ones. However, in recent years, it seems like they are more interested in making platforms instead of making games the old school way. The crew, the division, and Steep's survivability all seem to depend on a regular player base. Games like Rainbow Six seem to have found a footing and is doing great, but For Honor has lost a big part of its players and who knows how many will play it a year from now. Now, Skull and Bones has been revealed and seems to follow the same strategy of a semi-online world. Are all these games living on borrowed time depending on their success? Ten years from now, we might not even be able to play Skull and Bones alone, even though they say we can experience the game as a single-player experience. What do you think about this shotgun approach where some games take off and others are left behind, but in such a way you can't even play them a few years from now? That's, uh, yeah, it's definitely an issue. I mean, that is the thing about games of service. The service... Yeah will probably be shut off someday. Right. Yeah, but also, I don't think this is dangerous for them because arguably the three biggest games in the world are Minecraft, League of Legends, and, and Dota. 
Right. It's also it's ignoring the, well, and the two best selling games of the year are For Honor. Yeah. Right. And Wildlands. Uh, and Wildlands. Yeah. yeah. It's ignoring the fact that they also make Watch Dogs, which doesn't operate yeah. under this. And Far Cry. Far Cry. And, and, Assassin's, and Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. I mean, that they're making, they're teaming up with Miyamoto to make a Rabbids Mario game, but which not, is not going to follow this at all. Yeah. Uh, so I think that if, if they were only making games like the ones he described, yes, I'm 100% with you. That's yeah. a problem. And it sucks to see games. That's why, like Sam was saying, but like the, the single player in Destiny, right? Like eventually one day they will close those servers and then like, what is that disc? Mm -hmm. What is that game? But um, if they can keep both sides happy, like single player gamers like me who can sit down and play 25 hours of Watch Dogs and Far Cry, uh, and then people who want to put 100 hours into the division, um, you keep all those people happy. Like, that's important. That doesn't mean they're, yeah. they're bad for the industry. It seems like a good balance. And then they also ended the conference with the promise of a crazy beyond good and evil 2 in yeah. 2019 or twenty. Yeah, whatever that is. Here's what you right? know. You leave four-player split-screen co-op in every game you make. Mm -hmm. And then you can just turn it on anytime yeah, that's true. and that's experience true. the entire game as it was when you shut off your servers. Squinting a little bit. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Like you can put in Banjo Tooie right now and play Mind Kickball with three of your friends. No problem. Or yeah, that's probably don't want to do that. Why so would bad. anybody want to do that? <laughs> we didn't want to at the time either, Brian. No. To answer Peter from Denmark's question, I do not think Ubisoft is bad for the game industry. I think they're probably very good for it. Uh, good for the industry. I think probably of the third-party publishers, I think they're probably yeah. my favorite, the best. Yeah, I would say. Very diverse lineup, everything from the family-friendly Just Dance to the totally uh, vulgar South Park. Yeah, yeah. Butthole. family yeah. repellent. Yeah, and in yeah, between about South Park, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and in, in between that, you've got these super fun open-world games, yeah. Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, yeah. and then this new uh, games of service games. Like I think Rainbow every, every few years, gamers Beyond sort of yeah. come together to uh, sort of vilify or demonize a, a, a massive company. The EA being the e worst company. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Like, what? it was like, yeah, I, there's I, legitimately I, evil companies. Yeah, I know. It's it's like I'm watching a story on. TV about like you know like the Exxon Valdez oil spill and I'm on Comcast customer support and it's like oh EA won huh why they didn't have enough like jerseys and Madden it's like no there's really bad companies out there yeah. but Ubisoft from the last few years because I think there was the whole idea of like they they would put out trailers and then things would get downgraded from uh, and it just the entire company got thrown under for it I think they, they learned make from some that. cool stuff yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, I want them to go back to making uh, UBR games. Yeah, those are really cool for that little spin. Yeah, yeah those are great. I mean, yeah. they make they Child make a lot light. of mistakes light, too. Yeah. Like they're not perfect. They're not. And their VR you know? stuff look cool too. They had that uh, Elijah Wood game. Well, uh, they're leaning into them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 yeah um, but what else did they did? They did Eagle Flight. Flight. They did yeah. Eagle Flight, which is and they have their PSVR games. Star Trek. Star Trek also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They make you cool like stuff. Eagle Flight. I loved Eagle Flight. Wow, you did single player. Single player is really cool. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh man, I love that game. That's a really good. I did not play the single player. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah, Paris. single player is awesome. You're yeah. flying around Paris, you can crash I'm into I'm just a really big fan of birds as well. Crash yeah. into an elephant? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's, it, it takes place in like a dystopian version of Paris where people are gone and animals have taken over, but it's friendly. That sounds utopian. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, utopian. Uh, all right, and finally, uh, to catch up on some post-E3 news that broke this week, Blizzard is seemingly remastering Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2. We already know they're remastering StarCraft. That's coming... Soonish, I think. Yeah. Uh, but a job listing uh, for a senior software engineer says compelling stories, intense multiplayer, endless replayability, qualities that made StarCraft, Warcraft 3, and Diablo 2 the titans of their day. Uh, evolving operating systems, hardware, and online services have made them more difficult to be experienced by their loyal followers or reaching a new generation. We're restoring them to glory, and we need your engineering talents. That's awesome. That pretty much sounds like they're remastering Warcraft 3 and Diablo 2. Yeah. That's oh. great. Yeah. Uh, and that's great because I love uh, Warcraft 3, but I've never played Diablo 2. This is awesome. Yeah. Here's hoping they come to consoles. Blizzard has been supporting consoles more Especially recently. Diablo 3. Overwatch yeah. and uh, yeah. Diablo 3, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Diablo 3 also, was also awesome. uh, PS4. buried in the announcements of E3. Uh, a new Star Wars pinball machine was announced. Oh, really? Stern. Based on which movie? Or is it? It's on the original trilogy. Okay, that's pretty cool. Art doesn't look great on it. But it's original trilogy. All right. And it has a, a ramp that goes all the way around the play field. The balls go around. Excellent the moment in a new <laughs> when the ball goes off the ramp. <laughs> and there's like a Death Star that actually opens up as a toy and explodes. Should be cool. We'll get in the office. You guys will be able to see us play. Uh, did you see the news that Atari is going to announce new Yeah, what? What is going on? Making a console, Just, right? Yeah, but that's all we know. That's it. Atari's getting so, back in the console market. But it's going to be like an NES Classic? No, because they already announced one of those, too. 
So it's not an Atari flashback. I have a recommendation to don't do this. Don't yeah. make a new don't console. Don't do that. And then Retron had a really cool Atari <laughs> system uh, at, yeah. at E3 that you can put cartridges in and it plays on an HD screen. It looks really nice. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. But yeah, what a weird time. Was it checkerboard? They want to get back into the they like from what they're saying, they want to make a console. So we'll try to get some scoops on that for y'all. Yeah. What a time to be alive. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Wow. Our suggestion this week comes from Thomas in Kentucky. Okay. Let the questioning begin. You got this. What kind of games do Kentuckans like? <laughs> Was this game uh, released after January 1st, 2000? Yes. After. We got a newsy. <laughs> okay, so that's... Uh, it could be 17 years old, which isn't that new. Uh, was this game released after January 1st, 2010? Yes. Oh, we Ooh, got a super newsy. Got, got a seven years. <laughs> a little baby game. Uh, is, this, uh, is this a console exclusive? Yes. Ooh. Uh, is this game uh, uh, the current gen of video games? Yes. Okay. Sony? What? Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Is it a Sony like console video- exclusive? Apple's. Wait, I thought he meant it is exclusive only to consoles. I didn't get that it is a single console exclusive. Oh, he, uh, you haven't narrowed it down that far. Gotcha. You're asking if it's a Sony console exclusive? Yes. Ooh, that's probably that Bradburn or The Order. Or hashtag we guys, Club. we can get this in six. It's a current, it's a, right now. It's a current PS4 exclusive. <clears throat> Did we get? Did we guess PS4? We, yeah, it's a Sony ex- console yeah. exclusive from this current generation, which I believe means PS4. Okay. <laughs> so, so Shadow of the or, uh, Last Guardian. Uh, is this a uh, Japanese developed? No. Okay, so, so it's not Bloodborne, so, not Last Guardian. So Horizon, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Uncharted Four, Uncharted Four. Should we? Uh, the Order is this game a sequel? No. So this could be The Order, or it's Horizon, or Horizon. Or hashtag Drive Club. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Did this game come out in 2017? No. It's not Horizon. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's The Order. I think it's got to be The Order. Oh, unless it's like a weird downloadable game. Oh, yeah. It's it those freaky deekies. <laughs> freaky deekies. Yeah, the- <laughs> Is this a weird downloadable what? game? What did, wait, what did you say, Finnegan? <laughs> no, it's Japanese. Mark Cerny. Suima-sen. It's ja- no, Nax Japanese. Literally. Goldfarb just spent like a month in Japan. <laughs> Hang out with those guys. The famous I'm, I'm rel- Japanese Oh, no, oh, could be, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it could be Until Dawn. Yeah. It could be a few games. No, I've, it's either Until Dawn. <laughs> we can start or narrowing order. it down. Uh, Until Dawn got a sequel, sort of. But he said this was. Is this, is a, this sequel? Game a sequel? I thought oh, that was is a this sequel. Spin on what we normally do. Is this game, would you call this game survival horror? Yes. I believe it's Until Dawn, but I'm afraid to say it because <laughs> I'm a little confident. The Order is kind of survival no. horror-ish. Oh, he wouldn't do that. He might do that. <laughs> we can get it in 10, guys. Did this game get a VR sequel? Let's just guess Until component? Dawn. Oh, yeah, you guess. I'm afraid. Is this Until Dawn? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I want to get in 10. It's the first time ever. 10, yeah. No, Woo! I think one time. I, we've got it under 10. Yeah, I got it under 10 before. That was really good. You guys are amazing. Woo. Until Dawn, released in 2015. Super massive mm-hmm. developer. Published by Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And we got that, The, the was it called? The Impatient? Yeah. The VR That's the new. Well, they had, Super massive announced like three new yep. games. A bunch of VR had, things. I was like, what? what's what's happening here? They do that VR cover shooter. Yeah. Very strange. And then also something for this new PlayLink service, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we're checking that. Uh, and they're not working okay. on this, but Final Fantasy Fishing? That's also a thing. Fishing. Moss, the little mouse? Fall. Yeah. The Moss the Mouse is a nice, moss mouse. Is a nice one. Moss I like mouse. that little rat. <laughs> <laughs> little furry friend. Like a red wall inspired platformer. Yeah. Thank you for the suggestion. Thomas in Kentucky. That's good. You guys did. Kentuckans like spooky things. That's well what we played. figured out. Well played. Yeah. And that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Sam. Thank, Thank you, you, Brian. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Suit. And we're out.
Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? W- wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?